How great is our God 
how great is His Word. He's the greatest one that ever was heard. He rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea, and He said, I Strong for the pride, there's a way provided. 
Before we uh, take our prayer request, I don't have many here, just one or two. So, but I know we all have unspoken prayer requests. So, before we just go before the Lord in prayer, let's just sing this song. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from. service and the prayer requests. Like I said, I don't have many here listed, um, but if you could uh, just remember my family in prayer, my grandmother in Virginia, uh, we just uh, had some complications with her. She's doing better, um, but we just want to continue to remember her in prayer at this time. And um, I know we all have unspoken prayer requests, like I had mentioned, just by the raising of your hands. 
So just remember those who are not with us, who are traveling, that the Lord would just be with them and any of those who are still sick and recovering. Amen, Brother David. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for an opportunity to come middle of the week, dear Lord, to bring our burdens, dear Lord, to lay at your feet. We just ask, dear Lord, that you'll continue to be with those that are prayer requests were mentioned, dear Lord, just those who are afflicted in the body, dear Lord, I just ask that you'll just go to them even now and give them a healing touch, restore them up, dear Lord, just ask you to keep a hedge protection around those who are traveling and who are away from us, dear Lord, and desire to be here, we just ask you bring them safely back, dear Lord, we just... As we come to the most important part of this service, dear Lord, to hear from you, we just ask you to anoint our ears, dear Lord, to hear what we have need of. We just ask you to be with Brother Kydry and let him move out of the way, dear Lord, give him lips of clay to speak your word to our hearts, dear Lord. Just ask that you be glorified in it. We just give this evening solely to you, dear Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may have your seats. I don't have any specials this evening, so we'll just sing a few songs before the brother comes to give us the word. Let's try be flat. Let's sing that song, I Know the Master of the Wind. So, I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of
Let's just put it in the key of F now. Let's sing that song, God Will Make a Way. We'll sing one more before the minister comes tonight. God will make a
being so faithful and I want to be like the song I want to be consumed by the Lord anybody got that same desire amen, amen. praise God amen we give honor to the Lord we thank God for your pastor and his absence amen God is good let's just have a word of prayer and we'll get right into the word of God tonight if you have a need you can acknowledge it to the Lord by uplifting hand Lord Jesus Father as the song says consume us Lord Lord you be that fire in our lives Lord Jesus that just takes full control over everything about us, Lord. Our whole being, our our bodies, Lord, our minds, our spirits, our soul. 
desires to be consumed by you, Lord. And, Lord God, we just ask, Father, if there's anything in us that's not like you, Lord, you remove it, Lord, and replace it with your attributes, Lord. Lord, that when you look upon us, Lord, all you see is the, the life of the seed, the life that you place within us before the foundation of the world. And, Lord, you see each and every hand that is lifted to you, but most of all, you see the desires of the heart, Lord. And, Lord God, we just pray that you move, Lord, according to your will. Lord God, and let our desires be according to what you desire for us, Lord. And Lord God, and we just pray, Father, you just pour out a blessing upon your people tonight. Forgive us for our sins and trespasses. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Church, say amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Luke, the 21st chapter. Amen. <clears throat> Luke chapter 21. Let's... um. Let's break in right here at um, let's let's start at verse twenty-two. For these be the days of vengeance, and all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the, of the sun, signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart filling them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall thee see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Let's go to uh, Job chapter 3. Job chapter 3. Let's read our verse 25. Job 3 and 25. The Bible says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. And I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble 
came. And the Lord has blessed me of his word. You can have your seats. Amen. Tonight, by the help of the Lord, I have a thought that uh, just mainly one word that the Lord has been dealing with me on. And my title tonight is Cast Down Fear. Cast Down Fear. You know, uh, church, what's special for us as end-time believers, God sent us a prophet. Amen. Amen. We can't take lightly of that. Because what a prophet does, he sheds light on the scriptures. You know, it's, it's already, it's always been there, it's been there forever. But God uses a prophet to come and explain what God means. Because many of people have the same word we have, but it takes a prophet to expound on it and make it understandable, if I can say it like that. You know, but in our day, in our time, because God gave us a prophet, he sent us a prophet, we received that prophet, therefore we cannot be deceived. You know, because the, the, the scripture says that the, the two will be so close that if it was possible, it would deceive the very elect. But because we elect, we should be able to understand the season and the times we're in right now. In church, uh, just looking at the verses I read, I want to talk about fear. Amen. And you know, uh, the Bible says that Job, he feared something. Amen. And the very thing he feared came upon him. Now, if we, if we go back and we look at the scriptures and by the help of the Lord, I don't want to be long, but I want to deal with fear tonight. Because what I want to show, church, by the grace of God, God's testimony about Job was that he was a righteous man. Amen? There was nothing like him in all the earth. And before he went through the trial, God had confidence in Job that he would pass the trial. But if you clearly listen to Job, Job says, the thing I feared came upon me. And all the things that I was wondering about, all the trouble, all that came upon me. So though God looked at him as a conqueror, in his Christian walk, he still had fear. Talk to me, church. So what I want us to overcome tonight, even though we're Christians and God looks at us as overcomers, let's get the fear out of the way. Because when you look at Job, hallelujah, God didn't have a negative testimony about him. But Job looked at his own self a certain way. <laughs> when God was looking at him saying, hey, Satan, you want to try somebody? Try him. God wasn't afraid. God said, try him. He's going to lose everything, but he's going to stand on the word. See, God, hallelujah, there's no fear in God. Amen. The Bible says, perfect love casts out all fear. Hallelujah. Amen. But when we look at Job, hallelujah, Job's his, his journey, before he even got started, first thing Job did, Job began to lay out a sacrifice for his family. And what does he say? Listen to this fear. Pre-adventure, <laughs> they sin in their hearts. Pre-adventure, they curse God. 
So I'm going to lay out this blood sacrifice. See, he had faith to believe that the sacrifice would cover them. But at the same time, his imagination said, what if my kids curse God? Don't live by your unconverted thoughts. Hallelujah. Don't serve God with the element of fear in your life. Hallelujah. Because although, I'm going to say it again, although God looked at Job, Job, what did God say? He's perfect. <laughs> Am I right? The Bible called Job perfect. Well, God called him perfect. Hallelujah. There's none like him in all the earth. Have you considered? But Job's going on his Christian journey with imaginations of fears. Fear of death. Fear of his kids backsliding. Fear of them cursing God. When God didn't see any of that. How do you look at yourself? Well, as believers, you know, the time we're in, we should be encouraged. Why? Because we can see the word of God coming to pass. Hallelujah. But if we look at the element of fear, where did it come from? Where did fear start? In the Garden of Eden. Amen. After the Eve took of the forbidden fruit, she wasn't afraid right then. No. She was still under the, under the element of deception. Because if she was afraid, she wouldn't have went and gave to Adam. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? So in that moment, hallelujah, she wasn't afraid. She was being deceived. And normally when somebody's being deceived, there's no fear. They're not afraid of what God may say or what God may do because there's a level of deception. And we can see that in our day. We can see that in our hour. People think they're right by denouncing the message and denouncing God, but they're under a delusion. Amen. Hallelujah. They're under a delusion. Hallelujah. That's why they're not afraid of the consequences. Amen. But church, Eve partakes of the fruit. She go gives to Adam. Hallelujah. And in Adam, hallelujah, Adam knowing what God says, he had to redeem her, hallelujah. He had to inject his seed because he knew God was going to kill her. Why? Because Adam had the mind of God. So in that moment of fear coming upon Adam's life, Adam could still act as a redeemer. <laughs> hallelujah. He could still act as a redeemer and redeem his wife with the element of fear in his life. Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. Now, before I go on any further, let's make one thing clear. Tonight, Brother Diggs is not making excuses for fear. In order for us to serve God to our, with our full potential, we got to get the fear out of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. But, you know, you look at Adam and Eve, and, and now they didn't commit the act. What caused the fear? God just being God. <laughs> Him just doing what he always did. 
The Bible says God came down in the cool of the day. And the scripture says that Adam and Eve went and hid themselves. Why? God was doing what he always did. He didn't come down with no fire shooting out his hand or swords or knives or guns. No, God was still the same. So what made them fearful? Their sins. And a lot of times people will serve God because they know what's in their life. And they're afraid of failure. Hallelujah. But God is greater than your fears. He's greater than your failures. Let me tell you tonight, cast down your fears. Give it to the Lord, hallelujah. Let me jump ahead a little bit. Some of us, hallelujah, we're carrying things from our childhood. And it's stopping us from fully giving over to certain areas in our life. Get rid of that fear. Hallelujah. Some of us come from broken homes. We saw broken marriages. And now we get, hallelujah, hooked up in our marriages and we're tight. Why? Because of what you saw. Fear. But you don't know what's going to happen in your marriage. You got to live it out. You can't live it by imagination. Amen. Hallelujah. But look, by the grace of God, God comes down in the cool of the day. First thing he does, he calls for his children. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, because he was used to them meeting him. But now because fear has come into their lives, they're running from God. And he's all-knowing. And the prophet of God said, from that moment, man always ran from God. But look at God's faithfulness. God knows that they're in sin, but he still called their name. Woo! He knew what they did. He knew what they're going to do. And he still came down faithfully like he always did and called them by name. Amen. Adam, Adam, where are thou? Let me say it again, church. God is not afraid of your fears. Amen. Adam, Adam, where are thou? Then Adam say, we heard your voice. <laughs> we heard your voice. And we ran and hid ourselves because we were naked. Let me tell you something, church. They were always naked. Where's this new revelation coming from? Their sins. Hallelujah. A lot of times people will run from God because they're looking at themselves of what they've done. God already knows. (laughs) He's not afraid to come and give you grace or give you mercy. He's not afraid of that sin. What he's saying to Adam and Eve in this moment, I'm greater than what you did. But what I love about it, church, you can go back and read it. I'm just hitting the high spots. You go back and read it. Adam says, Lord, he says, oh, we, 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 we knew we were naked, so we went and hid ourselves. Now listen to God's response. Who told you you was naked? They wasn't saying anything that God didn't already know. God didn't say, oh, my God, you're naked. Oh, my, oh, oh, you're, ah, ah, please. No, God didn't do that. He saw their nakedness before they could. But see, when God saw their nakedness, he saw innocence. 
But when fear came into their life, they felt guilty. So that's why they wouldn't hear themselves. And that's why to this day, hallelujah, we walk around covered up because mankind is no longer innocent. Woo! Thank you for the blood. God said, who told you you was naked? See, you already knew. He made them that way. He made them innocent without fear. He knew about the he knew about the structure of the woman. He knew about the structure of the man. Hallelujah. So there's nothing that they could do that could catch God by surprise. Don't you realize that? There's nothing we can do that will catch God by surprise. You know, like that kid, y'all know I like to say this. That kid with his hand in the cookie jar, and you think nobody's watching, and he steals those chips of hoys, and he goes back and eat it. Where is he eating it? In secret. Do you think mom and daddy don't know? But if y'all like me, you measure the cookies. <laughs> and you know when it's good, they're going to keep coming back. Especially if you don't say nothing about it. They think they're getting away. But why are they hiding? They're afraid of the consequences. Oh my. And that's why Adam and Eve, they were hiding because they were afraid of the consequences. They were afraid of what God would do. Hallelujah. In their nakedness. But look at God's grace. Hallelujah. God, yeah, he cursed, he cursed the woman. Hallelujah. He cursed the serpent. He cursed the ground for Adam. But then he still showed them a way to get back. Hallelujah. And conquer their fears. He still showed them a way to overcome their fears. Hallelujah. He left a flaming sword there. He said, you've got to come back the way of the word. Hallelujah. If you come back this way, your fears will be gone. Woo! Hallelujah. So church, that's why it's important for us to live by this word. Because this word will deal with your fears. Hallelujah. But if I can, I love talking about this because this is our origin. Hallelujah. But if I can, who was Adam? Hallelujah. Before fear came in. He was a God. <laughs> Woo! With no fear. He walked right up to the water and said, I don't want you going southbound no more. Go westbound. Hallelujah. Or go northbound. And the water will just change directions. Am I right, church? Is that not what the prophet said? Everything in the garden obeyed Adam. Why? Because they were listening to God. Why did it obey? There was no fear there. So all they heard was God. Amen. Just like they heard in the beginning that said, let there be. The prophet of God said, Adam could tell a tree, be plucked up from this side and move to the other side. He could operate as a God without fear in his life. Hallelujah. So Adam was like, tree, I want you to get up from this court and go to that court. The tree go boop. Just like Adam would say. But one thing I want you to understand. When Adam would give our commandments, he wasn't surprised when it would come to pass. Hallelujah. He knew who he was. Hallelujah. 
He knew the abilities that were laying inside of him through the spoken word. Because he was created in the image and likeness of God. And God was so confident in his creation. God didn't have any fears. God would create, create, create. And what would he do? He'd bring it to Adam. <laughs> that's a man, that's a God who knows what he's created. Hallelujah. And you know what? Adam would never call a lion a tiger. Why? Because he had the mind of God. He was created in the image of God. There was no fear there thinking, oh, I'm going to make a mistake. Mistakes came through the fall. Now, I ain't going to be too much longer. Y'all know me. I'm about to close. Church, now, how many agrees that's what Adam was? How many agrees he lost that status when he fell into sin? We agree. We're on the same page. But how many agree when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he restored us back to Adam's position? Hallelujah! That means all of us in here tonight, we got a right to live without fear. We got a right to speak those things that are not as though they are. So when Satan says, hallelujah, you will never get healed, cast down fear. Hallelujah. When he says your finances are jacked up, cast down fear and just believe God. Hallelujah. Listen. Let's go back to Job. But before I get to Job, we're in a time, by looking at the scripture, we should see that the end is close. Just the scriptures alone, if I take the the 26th verse, no, if I take the the 25th verse of of, um, Luke 21, Luke 21 and 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. Mm. That word just kind of jumped out to me. Perplexity. Nations that are living under a stage of perplexity. Everywhere they turn around, the people are perplexed or distressed. Hallelujah. It's like that in America. Right now, we're in a season of perplexity. If you're an unbeliever. See, as believers, we should be looking at this saying, God told us. He told us it was going to be a coronavirus. He told us. He told us it's going to be perplexity in the nations. He told us that leaders were going to be stressed out. He told us these things. He told us that children were going to be disobedient to parents. We're in this time, church. Believe it or not, where I used to stay by the grace of God, my next door neighbor's son killed the mama and the daddy. He went off to college, got hooked up with the wrong kids, got on drugs and was never the same. Never the same. You see him, hallelujah, just out there walking around, looking around. I know one day I was home, his daddy was about to put a bullet in him. Because he was running through the house, 
busting out the windows with a baseball bat. But you notice things like this happen, hallelujah. Not because he was in a broken home, no. No, he had good parents, a mother and a father, hallelujah. His mama was a lawyer and his daddy worked for UPS for 30 years. Good people, hallelujah. His daddy, hallelujah, he gave my daughter her first basketball. Whenever my son would go out there and cut grass, he'd give them something to drink. He was a good person. But his son got filled with demons. Demons of fear. Where he could no longer control his thoughts. He could no longer control his ways. He was literally out of his mind. That's what fear would do to you, hallelujah. You say, brother, why, why are you talking about fear? He lost his mind, church. Look, when Adam and Eve sinned, hallelujah, the first attribute of sin wasn't smoking, wasn't drinking, wasn't lying, wasn't cheating, wasn't stealing. What was it? It was fear. That's the first attribute displayed, hallelujah, after the fall. Fear. And he was so out of it, he killed all both of them and stayed in the house. Didn't even run from the cops. And I watched them try to give him whatever he wanted. It's something. And all they could do was bring me back to the fear of the Lord. The scripture says, raise your kids up in this word. Raise them up in truth. And when they get old, it won't depart. Why we got scriptures like that? To take away the fear. When they get old, you see them go get a tattoo. Ain't a, don't worry about it. <laughs> You see her go out and get some earrings and, and color her hair. And her hair normally brown. She color it blue. And you look like, oh my God. Let's pray, let's pray. Don't fear. God knew she was going to do that. Don't fear. Hallelujah. We, I don't know about y'all, but I know some used to be blue-headed Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know some used to be tattoo showing Christians. Hallelujah. What happened? God wasn't afraid about what they was going to do in the middle. He says, I'm Alpha and Omega. Hallelujah. If I could tell you, young people right now, some of you may be thinking that get of age, or if you're streaming or you're watching, if you're streaming right now, you ain't coming to church like you're supposed to, you're staying home because of the season we're in. What is it? Fear. I can't come back to church because they ain't wearing masks no more. <laughs> do whatever the pastor tell you to do. I believe in being safe or whatever, but I'm not going to be driven by fear. Hallelujah. Because see, church, this whole thing is, what is it doing? It's creating atmosphere in the world. Holy, where people can't even walk outside no more. They... That's the scene. I've been to the airport. I see people with a mask on and a oh, welding mask. I'm like, come on, man. Ain't that much disease in the world. If you get past all that, it's more than a virus. It's some sticky glue or something. 
But it's church. You think about the security God gives. And the only reason I feel that way is because I got peace in God. See, I got peace in God, not to fear while I'm walking around people. So you have people beside you, they have all this get up on like it's Halloween and they walking through like it ain't, like it ain't nothing going on. I'll be like, can you breathe? <laughs> but I come in, living under the grace of God, they look at me like I'm crazy. So you know what I do? I don't want to fear nobody. I go back in my car. Get my mask, put it on. But you know what? I'm going to drop something on you. The fear of the world. See, you can't get caught up in the atmospheres and what's going on. Stay with the word. Because three years ago, we had Corona about two years, right? Three years ago, hardly. You know what? I could never go in a bank with a hoodie and a mask on. Soon as I hit the door, nine one one, we got a man come in. He got a. <laughs> Soon as I hit the door, they even know where. They even ask me if I'm a Christian. What I want? All they know is I got on a mask and a hoodie. Jail. <laughs> but now the atmosphere has changed, and people are perplexed, and their fears are letting them do anything now. <laughs> Do you not know I can put on a mask? Hallelujah. Have all this covered up. Get your bank account. Go to the bank and discharge from your account without them asking me for nothing. (laughs) I have your ID now. I have your ID. Go to your bank. Write out everything I need and take all your money out. Because of the season we're in, the world is perplexed. They try, they trying to get back. But it's gonna be hard. Cause we don't agree. It's faith and fear don't mix. So you got some people of faith just believing that, hey, whatever happens, gonna happen. When your time comes, your time come. And then you got somebody, yeah, your time come, it come, but I ain't gonna help it come. And listen, I'm not, I'm not, Pro anyway, you know what I mean? I'm pro-believe Isaiah 53. And sometimes God has to check you, hallelujah, where you might be going overboard. God had to check me. Because, you know, uh, I'm a man that believes in healing. I'm a man that believes there's no demon strong enough to stop God from healing. And you know, and I'm walking around, vaccine. Oh, God, take it off, take it off, vaccine, take it back. Because <laughs> God didn't heal me from cancer, diabetes, and on and on. So in my mind, I, I'm all right. I ain't got no fear. I'm like, ah. I'm just a radical. Ah. <laughs> and then a brother came to our church and he started preaching. He wasn't preaching on this matter, but he just he threw it out there. He said, hey, you know, because of the way the world is, they're going to try to make this thing uh, mandatory. Well, you got to get vaccinated to keep your job. And every man wants to be able to provide for his family. Y'all know me. I'm listening to him. And in my mind, I'm saying, God, give me another job. 
just, just all radical. Church. Now, there's nothing wrong with believing God. Now, that's where your faith that you believe. Hallelujah. But if you got a little bit of fear, cover up. Because the scripture says, Holy Job said, what he thought about, what he was afraid of, what he feared came upon him. So don't go out here to my, well, Brother Diggs, Brother Diggs. <laughs> Devil going to look at you and say, you ain't Brother Diggs. You better be able to produce what you believe. But we got a brother, he came, hallelujah, amen. He came and he said, he said, hey, my job might even get to a place where we got to take the vaccination. He said, but if it gets to that place, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bind the devil up and take the shot. I never heard it like that before. And I'm listening to him bind the devil up. He says, I will bind the devil up and take the shot. Because the scripture says, if you take of any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. I was like, glory! I'm like, glory, Lord, I'm free, hallelujah. I don't have to go too far this way. I don't have to go too far this way. I can just stay, say, Lord, whatever you got for me is for me. Hallelujah. Whatever God has for me is for me. Whatever he got for you is for you. Hallelujah. You just live it without fear. Hallelujah. Listen. He says, upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. Listen, that word perplexity. Listen to what it says, and I want you to think about what they're pushing right now in our environment, in our world. Think about what they're pushing because of perplexity. Listen, perplexity means to be without resources. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my. To be in straits, to be left wanting, to be embarrassed. Oh, we got a vaccine. Oh, you got to take two. Now they got two, you got to take three. To be embarrassed. To be left wanting. Listen to what it says. Oh, my hallelujah. Perplexity means to be in doubt. That's why we're walking around with masks and all this other stuff, vaccinations every day, because they know they can't stop it. Listen, I know Halloween is this month, but I ain't trying to scare you. I ain't trying to scare you. I ain't got no mask on. It's really me. It's Brother Diggs. And, you know, I, 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 I really don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out what the scientists say and the doctors say. Because I already got my answer. If you take of any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. You say, brother, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that now. This thing real. I didn't see people die. Well, let's, let's, hey, let's make the reality out of that. It was their time. Amen. Family member or non-family member, hallelujah. Satan is not the death angel. He does not control death. God does. Because remember, he said, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over. Hallelujah. So Satan wasn't controlling death. God was. Hallelujah. 
So if we lost people, we lost family, whatever happened, it was their time. Because you know what the prophet of God said, hallelujah, Satan can't do nothing except God allows it. Listen, I'm not trying to be insensitive or hurt your feelings or whatever. Like I said, uh, maybe uh, a while ago when I came, my mama went to the hospital. But you know what she did? Honey, she started speaking the right thing out of her mouth. They said, oh, you got corona. She said, look, y'all, I ain't came here because of no, what's the thing called? COVID. I said corona. She said, I ain't come here because of no COVID. I ain't got no virus. I got diarrhea. And y'all going to treat my diarrhea and I'm going home. She had took some medicine that just wasn't suiting right with her. And it was just going through her, going through her, going through her. First thing they come in and say, oh, you got the COVID, you got the dust. She said, I ain't got no COVID. I came here to get treated for, uh, it's, a, it's a better word for diarrhea. I can't think of it right now. Mama, forgive me, you watched this. I got it. I'm sorry, Mama. Dehydration. Two different things, ain't it? God caught it. She said, I got dehydration. Now I'm talking on treat, and I'm going. They said, No, you got the COVID, you got this. She said, I ain't got no COVID. I came in here for dehydration. They said, Okay, they run some more tests, this and that. And as they run the tests, they making up stuff. They said, Oh, you, you, it's, it's hard for you to breathe. She's like, It ain't hard for me. How you going to tell me it's hard for me to breathe? I feel fine. They said, well, your lungs, what's your lungs? She said, I don't care what y'all see. I'm breathing fine. <laughs> see, the imagination of fear will accept things that are not even true. Cast down fear. And even though she's up in age, she didn't have any fear in that moment. She was believing the word of God. Then the big doctor came in. Because they, didn't, they couldn't get her to commit. The big doctor came in and he says, hey, did they tell you? She like, tell me what? She, I know this could be kind of fearful, see, planting that seed of fear. I know you might not want to receive this, but, you know, you got to get treated and all these things. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's all right, you up in age and this. He says, did they tell you? Tell me what? That you got it. Got what? That you got, you got the virus. She say, look, man, I ain't got no virus. I ain't got no COVID. I ain't got nothing. I came in here for dehydration. Treat me and let me go. And after a week of her telling them dehydration, they finally let her go. Amen. But if fear catches you, what does fear do? It starts to pervert your thoughts. It starts to deal with your imagination. Oh, we're going to die. How you know that? I'm going to get sick. Yes, you are, because you confessed it. I think I feel kind of funny. Yes, you do, because you confessed it. 
Hallelujah. Church, I'm only preaching what the prophet revealed. <laughs> this is our message. This is the children's bread. You should be able to come here tonight and live without fear. Fear from your sins. Fear from your mistakes. And you know what the enemy does? He tries to make you come to church and you feel uncomfortable because you got secrets. The only way you get rid of that is give it to God. He wants it. Remember he told him, who told you you was naked? See, God already knew. Listen. Job said, the thing which I feared came upon me. But look, perplexity. He says, to be in doubt, not to know which way to turn. Are we there, church? Is that the stage of the world? They don't know which way to turn. One day they say the nimble's high, one day they say the nimble's low. Don't live by the nimble's, live by the scripture. I got friends of mine, they come around me and talk about, well, you know the nimble's, that's man, that's You know how you just tired of here. I, I just be like, please, please, please don't do that right now. Don't do that right now. Um, I, I had to tell one friend of mine, I said, look, I don't live by what they're doing on the news. If you live by that, you ain't going to never be sane. Because they push an agenda. They push an agenda to keep the people under a certain state. And what is the church in our time right now? Fear. But they put out 50,000 people, this, 50,000 this, uh, 60,000 this. Well, let me give you a statistic right quick, church. Do you not know 80,000 people a year get the flu? 3 coats in the summertime. That's one of the symptoms of the flu. What's one of the symptoms of COVID? You get chills. What's one of the symptoms of the flu? You get high fevers. What's one of the symptoms of COVID? You get high fevers. <laughs> if you let if you let the flu go too long, it'll turn into pneumonia and it'll start producing fluid in your lungs. What's one of the symptoms of COVID? Fluid in your lungs. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it kind of sounds like the same thing to me. How long has these symptoms been here? For as long as we can remember. But why now have they become so strong? Because of people's fear. And imagination. Let me say this again. I'm not saying <laughs> just be all radical and wild. No. You move according to your own conviction. But if you don't see, if you, we out one day and you don't see me with a mask on, don't condemn me to hell. 
If you don't see, oh, if you see me with a mask on, don't call me an unbeliever. Maybe I'm just doing something because I want to continue to come to church. Told me, if I see you without that mask on, you ain't never going back to church. I put on two of them. Because I'm going to come to church. Like I said, there's people, hallelujah, because of this climate of perplexity that has left church and never came back. Why? Because of fear. Cast down fear. My pastor said, if God can't protect you in church, where can he protect you? Hallelujah. Oh, my. Church, you say, Brother Deke, boy, he's so hammering that coronavirus. No. What I'm showing tonight is our God is real. Amen. Amen. We don't have to walk in fear. All we have to do is believe that he is. Hallelujah. Job, everything he feared came upon him. His children died. Lost all his riches, lost his cattle. He even lost his, his social status. Then he got sick in his body. So sick to he settled and asked he for days. What was it? Living with that element of fear. Even though God said he going to come through it. He's going to come through it. Preventure, some of you got some things in your life right now that you're afraid of. Like I said, there's a friend of mine. When she was, when she was young, she got bit by a dog. And then she, 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 she kind of, we, we talked about it, and she said she really didn't get bit by the dog. She just saw the dog on the top of the hill. And she was at the mailbox, and the dog just started, oh, 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 oh. And she was thinking, I ain't going to get away if this dog come chase me. So she ran back in the house. And that was she was a little girl. Now she's a grown woman, and every time she goes to the mailbox, she's looking for a dog to bite her that doesn't exist. Because of something that happened in her childhood, she never overcame. And she tried to make it sound logical to me. I was like, nah. I was like, nah. You, you afraid of a dog that never bit you? you? You afraid of a dog that never chased you? You got no evidence of a bite. Why are you afraid? Let me tell you what it is. It's a spirit that's plaguing us plaguing the church, plaguing the world, and it's, and it's, become, it's become a part of us because some of us, it's our daily language. We get tired with different things. We get fidgety, and we say, my anxiety. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's one of y'all words right there. My anxiety. Basically, you're saying you're claiming fear. It's, got, it's gotten so normal that we speak fear over ourselves. Oh, my anxiety got to move it and I just couldn't, I just couldn't think right. I got nervous and my anxiety. That's a demon. Fear is a demon. What does fear do? It torments. 
Like I say, I got a friend. Every time she sees a dog, she's afraid she's going crazy. <laughs> and and that's, that's so crazy to me. Because I think her neighbors, she go to the mailbox. And she's thinking about a dog biting her. And what's so funny, like we say in our culture, what trips me out. What trips me out, her neighbors ain't got no dog. <coughs> so what's making her so fearful? Her imagination. Just like Adam and Eve, their imagination made God to be something he wasn't. It's all oh, we're afraid. We didn't did this. We wouldn't hit ourselves. And God just came down in the cool of the day to fellowship like he always did. Oh, my, my, my. Mm. Perplexity. To be in doubt. Not to know which way to turn. To be at a loss with oneself. To be in doubt. Not to know how to decide. Are we there, church? Listen, before I close. I'm going to read you a quote right quick. It says, in the book of Job, it says here Job feared, and what he feared, it actually happened. What brought it? Listen to this now. What Job feared, he said it actually happened. What brought it? His fear. That's what made it happen. His faith would have kept it from him, but his fear brought, brought him, brought it to him. See, he said the thing he feared came to him because he feared it. <laughs> oh my. Remember the prophet of God? He was talking about saying, boo devil. He said the devil was looking so big, real big, and, and a voice told him to say boo devil. And every time he said boo devil, the devil got smaller. What was happening? He was no longer in a place of fear. Hallelujah. This is it. He was scared it was going to happen. And it did happen. My, my, my. I wonder how many of us are in that position right now. We're afraid about the way our life is going. And we done made up all these different scenarios in our mind because of fear. That fear will make that scenario you're thinking about happen according to a vindicated prophet, and according to the scriptures of Job. Because remember, just, to, just what he's saying is scriptural. Remember, God told Abraham and Sarah, you're going to have a child. And they look, at that, they look at each other like, man, please, you old and I'm old as dirt. It ain't going to happen. What was speaking? Fear. But then after that church, they begin to walk out one day that's going into another kingdom. And Abraham looked at his wife and something came over him. It wasn't a spirit of rejoicing. He looked at his wife and he could see a different lady. Shouldn't have he been rejoicing right there? He should have been saying, whoa, whoa, boy, I got a young queen. Whoa, boy, she hot. That's what he should have been doing. But he's looking at her and he's like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. I'm going to die. 
us should look at the promise of God and be afraid. But we should look at the promise of God and say, yes, Lord, I knew you could do it. But the promise of God is being fulfilled right before his eyes. And Abraham, because of his selfishness, he think about himself and he says, Sarah, I'm going to die. You're my sister. Listen, you got that word pre-adventure again. He says, pre-adventure, the king may see you and want you, but he's going to kill me if you're my wife. <laughs> he's going to come take you, but he want to kill me if you're my wife. So say you my sister. And just like he spoke, just like his fears was, his fears came upon him. They walked through. King saw Sarah, and King didn't even realize she was almost 100. King wasn't looking at none of that. King ain't had no fear. King like, I'm going to get her. She mine. That's what it takes God to protect this word. Hallelujah. So hallelujah. King went down there, just like Abraham feared. Came to Abraham and said, who is this? He said, my sister. He said, I got to have her. Get her ready. I'm going to marry her. Just like he feared. And God had to step in and conquer his fears. Hallelujah. If you belong to God and God gave you a promise, he's not going to stop until that promise is fulfilled in your life. Hallelujah. If you need healing, if you believe, God is not going to let your fears stop that healing from coming to pass. And I love it. God comes down. He tears the man. Hallelujah. Now God is going to put the fear in the right place. God says, fear me. Hallelujah. Woo. God comes down. He says, hey. Why you took that man's wife? He said, Lord, I ain't know. He, she said that I was a brother. He said I was a sister, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He said, Lord, that's why I didn't, I didn't sin against you. He said, yeah, I know the integrity of your heart. But look here, check this out. Give her back or you dead. <laughs> God ain't play no games. He, he, he going to say, oh, you, you, a little, you a little fearful. Give her back or you dead. The man went back to Abraham and said, man, why you lying to me like that? <laughs> he did it immediately. <laughs> fear God. That's what we ought to fear. Immediately. And then he comes back and says, hey, that one who lied to you, that liar, let him pray for you. Because that's my prophet. <laughs> Woo! My! Hallelujah! But listen, church, hallelujah, what was it? Abraham had a fear which produced a lie. And from that moment when God dealt with that fear of a lie, Abraham never lied again. Hallelujah. God knew he had a fear of a lying spirit inside. So God put him in a position where he could deal with that fear. And after he dealt with it, it never happened again. What are you saying, Brother Diggs? I'm saying, if you got something you need God to deal with, tonight's tonight. Listen. If you're afraid, when you come by the prayer line, let me back up. He said he, he was scared. It was going to happen, and it did happen now. He knew it would happen. It wouldn't have happened. See what I mean? He said if, Abraham, if, if, if Joe would have been believing in faith that while they're walking down there, he said, if the king see me, God is with us. 
If he would have talked like that, we wouldn't even have that in the scripture. Hallelujah. But because he had fear motivating him, God had to jump in. What was it? His imagination produced that scene. He says, if you're afraid when you come by the prayer line, maybe I just, I, I just haven't got the faith sufficient. Now he said, this is how people talk. I just haven't got the faith sufficient. He said, it'll never happen. Don't worry. See? He said, but if you know it's going to happen, it'll happen. See? See, it's a substance of something. Job had a fear that these things would come upon him, and they did. If you have a fear that your disease is going to leave you, that your disease is going to leave you or won't leave you, it won't. If you have a faith that it will. The opposite of fear is what? Faith. So what I'm saying tonight in closing, if you got fear in your life, Maybe it's a, a secret. <laughs> you, of course, you don't have to tell me. But if it's something you're trying to overcome, maybe it's, come on, musicians, something in your past, something you've been carrying right now, maybe a situation on your job because of the environment of COVID, you know, or, or maybe you got the COVID and there's some things that have been lingering. Don't fear. Our God is on the scene. Maybe, maybe they didn't told you, if you don't do this, you don't do that, you're going to lose your job. Don't fear. He's still on the scene. Hallelujah. I love the scripture that says, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. And in moments when, 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 when messages like this come, what we need to do is put, oh, I want everybody to put their shovels down. You know, you do get a shovel. Throw it over your shoulder. And when it's stubborn, you dig deep. Throw it over your shoulder. And a lot of people do that with the word of God. They hear the word of God, throw it over their shoulder. But today, tonight, I want everybody to put their shovels away and grab a rake. Pull it to yourself. So I want you to do the word of God. Get the rake, get your spiritual rake out. Pull it to yourself. Let God deal with your fears. Whether it may be a fear in your house, a fear with your children, fear with your husband, a fear with your wife, fear on the job, a fear in your Christian journey. You know, some people won't fully commit to God because they're afraid they're going to fail. Let me tell you something. I'm going to give you a nugget. If you confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and mean it, hallelujah, the success of your Christian walk doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to the one you've confessed to be your savior. Hallelujah. So from that point on, it's God's job to make sure you make it. Because you confessed him as your savior. Savior from everything that would hinder you. Hallelujah. So your life doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to him. And he has to make sure Hallelujah. He's a savior, deliverer, whatever you need in your moment. Hallelujah. Let's not move with the wave of the world. There's fear that's going on. Fear is everywhere. I was home. I was at home thinking about this word anxiety. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. It was just an anxiety. I started looking it up, studying it. And my daughter came home. 
He said, Dad, I got a project, a new project. I said, what is it? It's panic, panic strategies. I said, panic strategy? On what? She said, anxiety. <laughs> Even in school, they're trying to teach the kids how to deal with anxiety. You can't teach that. You have to be delivered from that. Hallelujah. Because the greatest battle of a fault is where? And where does anxiety rest? They say, well, find you a cool place. Put on some nice music. Take some deep breaths. Go eat you a nice sandwich. Mm -mm. Ain't none of that going to work. Because all they're doing is pacifying the spirit. But the way to get rid of your anxiety tonight, church, confess your sins, get on your knees and say, Lord, I give this to you. I give all my fears to you, God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Play us play something, song. Let's bow our heads, bow our heads. Hallelujah. Maybe pray for there's someone in here tonight got some fears in their life, some fears of their past, some things they're struggling with right now that you want God to deal with. You're tired of going through these same panic attacks. When you leave church, Satan gets in your face and tells you the same thing. You're not delivered from that. It's still there. Because when you get home, it's going to be waiting on you. Don't let fear torment you. If you know him as a deliverer, let him deliver tonight. If you need a touch from God, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Raise your hand. God bless the hands. God sees every fear. Now, let your confession be, Lord, whatever that thing is that's bothering you, in this moment with your hand high, confess that thing out of your mouth. Say, Lord, I give this to you. Give your fear to God tonight. Lord Jesus, Father, you see you. Put your hands down. Lord, you see in every hand. Lord, you know what's behind the raising of the hand, Lord. And, Father, we don't come with our own intellect, our own thoughts Lord trying to show our own revelation but Lord we're putting you the king of kings the lord of lords on display tonight to deal with the minds of the people and the hearts of the people Lord to give them strength to overcome their fears to overcome every doubt in their lives Lord, we pray by the mercies of God right now in this moment the great God of deliverance would come and sweep through this place. Lord, and lift your people beyond their own imagination. Lift your people beyond their own failures. Lift your people beyond the spirit of anxiety. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you got no place in the life of confession. And we put Christ before us. We 
put Christ before every fear, every sin, every secret, every form of doubt right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, and we pray, Father, you will just come and move in such a sovereign way to deliver your people from what troubles them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. The church, amen. Commands my destiny. 
Back to the world. 
And he said, I will lead you. Put your trust in me. So a glad day when I was born again. Oh, glad day when I was born again. Now glad day when I was born again. Born again. Now the things I used to do, I do them now no more. The things I used to do, I do them now no more. The things I used to do, I do them now no more. It was a bad day when I was born again. Oh, now glad day. When I was born again, oh, glad day when I was born again. It was a glad day when I was born again. Sing it like this. Now the fears that I had, I have them now no more. The fears that I had, I have them now no more. The fears that I have, I have them now no more. It was a glad day when I was born again. Oh, so glad day when I was born again. And glad day when I was born again. And glad day when I was born again. It was Just say a word of prayer here if you would just continue to play something softly there, Brother Matt. And after we pray, you'll be dismissed. So if you would, just bow your heads with me. We'll go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity you gave us to come to the house of the Lord. We thank you for the word that was brought to us and how we were reminded that, yes, in your eyes we are perfect and we are righteous even though... We do have fears sometimes, but we don't have to have those fears and hang on to them. We just ask that you would go with us the rest of this week and that you would just help us to lay those fears down at your feet, God, so that we don't have to hang on to them. We just pray that you go with us and just bring us back at the appointed time. Forgive us of our sins and mistakes and shortcomings, I pray. Just keep those who are not with us safe, those who do need a healing touch. We just pray that you will go down with them and just touch them, I pray. We just ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just sing this as you go. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. So take up your cross. 
every day And don't be ashamed To say that you know Him So count up the cross And take up your cross And follow Him So just take up your cross And follow Jesus Just take up your cross Every day Don't be ashamed To say that you know Him And count up the cost And take up your cross And follow Him So take up your cross And follow Jesus So take up your cross Every day So don't be ashamed To say that you know Him Just count up the cost Take up your cross And follow Him